0: Today on Locked On, Red Wings, Elmer Soderblom sent down to the Griffins to make room for Tyler Bertuzzi's return again. And also previewing the matchup against the Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings Podcast. We are your hosts Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio Podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a journalist for the Detroit News. And um it kind this came out yesterday, Scotty. Let's just get right into it. No preamble, no BS. No messing around. Um but this All came business. out quite literally like what 20 minutes after we finished recording. The Elmer Soderblom was sent down to the Grand Rapids Griffins. I had to sneeze. I had to fight it off. I fought it off, though. We're good. They're like, why are you staring at me, bro? <laughs> I was, I was, as I was saying that sentence, I was like, come on. I was like, I, I just said no preamble, no BS. And like, now I got to sneeze. Like, so fight confused. through it. I was like, fight why is he it. staring at me like that? I was like, come on, Brian. Um, but. Elmer Soderblom sent down to the Grand Rapids Griffins, but what was surprising in that moment is unlike when they sent down uh, Jacob Vrana, and they made that corresponding move officially right away. Obviously, they had to waive him first, but once he cleared, they immediately activated Robbie Fabry on the same tweet. There wasn't a corresponding move immediately once they sent down waiver-exempt Elmer Soderblom. So, you know, you and I had a short conversation. It's like, okay, who's it going to be, Zadina or Bertuzzi? Now, Bertuzzi did say last week that he felt like he was about a week away. So, we obviously came to the logical conclusion that it was going to be Tyler Bertuzzi. But here we are on Monday recording this, and Derek alone confirmed Tyler Bertuzzi will play tomorrow or tonight by the time you're listening to this against the Winnipeg Jets and um, Still has yet to be officially activated back off the IR, but he'll be playing on the top line with Lucas Raymond and Dylan Larkin getting the band back together. And I mean, just that's the whole conversation. I don't know if you want to start off, Scotty, really the conversation with the Elmer Soderblom side of things or the Tyler Bertuzzi side of things, but wherever you want to go, I'll follow, man.
1: I think we start with Elmer just because the conversation about Burt can kind of like transition us right into the game preview. So I think that that makes more sense to save, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, Elmer, we've been talking about for a while how if it was going to be any of the waiver exempt players, it was going to be him. And there was a little bit of a conversation, I think, about Suter or Ernie or, or somebody like that just kind of getting the boot. But uh, yeah, the, you know, they went with Elmer and not the end of the world. There's definitely some stuff that he can work on. We talk about it a lot on here there, there's still some some parts of the game that he can probably improve in and getting 20 22 23 minutes a night down in Grand Rapids up in Grand Rapids is probably one way to to help his development so
0: yeah I mean I think he has gotten better as the season has gone on which is an incredible thing to say about a rookie but I mean he's done nothing but surprise us as Red Wings fans since the moment he's gotten drafted I mean what was he a sixth round draft pick for the Detroit Red Wings you know, uh, made SHL or played great with the SHL team last year. And then to come over to training camp and just lit it up in training camp played really well, earned a spot on the team. I mean, nobody expected a sixth round, what 2021 draft pick. So I'm sorry, he was 2019 draft pick. So it's been a couple of years, but still as a sixth round pick, you don't expect that out of a deep round pick to make this much of an impact this much early. But I agree with you that I think when we're talking about casualties guys like when the roster crunch really starts and obviously we talked about it they kind of kicked the can down the road by making it so verano was one of the players being waived eventually you have to imagine he finds his way back to the roster he's still kind of not really heating up yet with the grand rapids griffins i'm hoping that that comes soon um but if we're assuming that that was just a can get that kicked down the road this is the real first casualty and he i'll be honest he deserves the spot on the roster but i agree with you that he does have probably out of the three, well, five guys technically, but you're not sitting down Raymond or Sider that are waiver exempt. He's the guy who has the most to work on. Um, and I think the biggest thing with him is we talked about it earlier in the season. It was defensive defensively, but I think he's improved a lot on that regard. I think the biggest thing for him right now is just standing on his two feet. I noticed that because he's so tall and taller guys tend to have a higher center of gravity. And this is like a, Like you have to work on this type of thing. I mean, he's 21 years old. This is ever since puberty's hit for him. I'm sure this has been an issue, but lowering his center of gravity. So he doesn't get knocked off the puck and then knocked on his butt so easily. Cause I've did notice that despite being as big as he is, he, he gets knocked down very easily, but he's like super, super close. I wouldn't even say he's super, super close. He is NHL ready. He deserves a spot on this roster, but it just comes down to roster space. And unfortunately, whether or not he needs to be waived and he doesn't, So he gets sent right down the AHL. It's an unfortunate casualty. And, you know, I'll back that up, Scotty, with, you know, in his 21 games played here with the Detroit Red Wings, he has a Corsi 4 percentage of 52.4%. This is a team that as a whole is 45%. Now this is, that's granted that that's at five on five. And this is at all. Let me look it over at, to five on five. At five on five, his Corsi 4 percentage is 49.6%, where the team is at 45 so he's still a solid 4% above the team at five on five and relative. He's a 5.1% relative. So like he's bringing value to the team. He's just, unfortunately the guy that doesn't have to go on waivers. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really all it comes down to is just who,
1: who can provide roster flexibility and and who can't. And unfortunately at this time, he's one of the waiver exempt guys. Yeah. I, I, I think the, getting knocked over part two. Like he's just, he's very easy to get under because yeah. he's so big. So yeah, like that's something that, that NHL players are going to exploit, obviously. So definitely something to work out. I mean, there's some, some small stuff in the offensive zone too. Like, I, honestly, I think a lot of people would like him to use his body even more offensively. And then there's still some stuff he can do defensively too, even though, like you said, we've been talking about how he has improved defensively for sure. So yeah, definitely still stuff he can improve on, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, broken record, but of all the dudes that were waiver exempt, he was unfortunately the, the most, the, probably the, the, I don't want to say easiest, but he, he was probably the, the most logical choice.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is really unfortunate more than anything, because, you know, when we're talking about. His ability to get knocked off a puck—I feel like that's very nitpicky stuff. I mean, at that point, yeah, for sure. I mean, if, like if you he said, are, he's
1: an NHL-caliber player at this yeah. point.
0: I mean, but. he's shown up in every single game that he's played, and he's been playing bottom six minutes for the most part, and he's looked comfortable in those bottom six. Sometimes he's been the best player on the ice. Was it last game or two games ago? He had like a expected goals four percentage of ninety-five percent or something ridiculous like that. I mean, he has shown up in every single game. It's not necessarily showing up on the score sheet. He only has eight points in 21 games played, but he's also playing bottom six minutes, but he's also shown that he scores goals in clutch time. I mean, the most notable one that people think of when it comes to this conversation is he had the game winner for his first ever NHL career goal in the first game of the season. But a lot of his goals have come at very timely moments during Red Wings games. So, I guess it's a really good thing that when we're talking about players who get sent down, we have to nitpick reasons why they were the one that got down, got sent down, because it means it's a very competitive roster. The downside is, is the team's currently on a losing streak, but it's this was we talked about it, Scotty. This was never going to be an easy decision, one way or the other. And yes, Soderblom was the quote unquote easiest answer because he doesn't have to go through waivers, and you. Think that he probably has the most still to gain by playing in the AHL because Berger doesn't have anything left to gain. Valeno doesn't have anything left to gain. But I mean, from here on out, once Zadina is ready to come back, assuming that you don't waive him and send him to the Grand Rapids Griffins, assuming that he you want him on the NHL roster, I don't know what's next. And if Verana has ever shown if Verana ever gets back to full game speed and is tearing it up in the AHL and is ready to come back and you can get that pure goal scorer back on your roster, it's just this is the conversation we've been having. Is it's a great problem to have, but it's all such a difficult choice to make.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, th- the easiest comment to like make on that is like that's just like what good teams do, and I'm not saying that this is uh, a, a very like top end team or a playoff team or whatever. But like this is a problem this team has not had for years. Like, when was the last time the Red Wings had? like too much young talent where you couldn't find a spot for all of them. Like that, that that hasn't been a problem in a very long time. So uh, healthy and good and and constantly moving organizations. This is, this is what they, they look like, even if it is the early stage of that. And we're not quite at the level we want to be at. And and we're still heading in the right direction. We're still heading upwards. Uh, But I mean, this is, this is what, what competent, Front offices and competent teams. This is like a, a healthy sign, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. This is this is healthy. It doesn't make it any easier, but it's healthy.
0: Yeah, but the exciting part, and we'll talk about this in segment two, and probably a little bit in segment three, is what the roster makeup looks like when these decisions get made, because it's it, it just gets so much more exciting. I while you were talking there, I, I pulled up Elmer Soderblom's player card, and it, it's even more exciting. His, his results in 21 games. I mean, the fact that granted at fourth line minutes, but his overall is 71% and both of his offense and his defensive side of the puck are positive metrics at even strength. Like he's not hurting you at even strength by any stretch. Like he is, he's NHL ready. I guess that's the point I'm trying to get across again and again, is that he's not getting sent down because it's a punishment. He's getting sent down because of roster crunch. That's as simple as it is. He's going to be a player on this team that is going to be with the, I think is going to be with this team for a long time to come. But right now, it's just there's too many players on the roster.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: I mean, the only thing, only place he really hurt you was on power play, and you don't you don't see him a lot on power play anymore. That's why Oscar Sundquist ended up taking his roster, his power play spot. So, yeah, that's. That's it, guys. Elmer Soderblom sent down to AHL Grand Rapids Griffins. Not his fault. Roster crunch. He will be back, and he will be a part, a mainstay on this roster for years to come once contracts expire. Um, (laughs) So when we come back, we'll move into talking about Tyler Bertuzzi and just how exciting this roster looks once these guys start getting healthy. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports betting info. Stats, news, and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball, and the NHL. They've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast, Tyler Bertuzzi, Scotty, he's back again. He is. How
1: nice is that?
0: It's very nice. It's very her. nice. What what should we expect to see out of Tyler Bertuzzi in his third healthy stint this year? <laughs> right. You know, it's a
1: it's an interesting conversation just because we hadn't really seen a ton of production from him in either stint before, and I, I'm I'm I don't think that's a slight. I don't think that. He's taken a step back or anything. It's just it's tough to get into a rhythm and really make a difference when every couple of weeks you seem to be getting hurt again. But uh, I I think we just look for look like his style of play translates. Like it translates to any team, any line, any system. It doesn't matter. Like his his the style of play that that he puts out on the ice is is just something that everybody can use and every team wants. So. I have no doubt that he will get back to to being the, the normal production that we are used to. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just like please, you know, stay healthy.
0: Stop blocking shots with your wrist. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Sorry, I didn't realize you were done at first. Um, <laughs> no,
1: no, no, you just happened to comment at the end of my of my uh, of my spiel.
0: No, I completely agree with you, man. Tyler Bertuzzi is is the guy who, like you said, he was off to a slow start this year, got hurt, came back, was slow, got hurt, is coming back again. He's kind of has to pick it up, though, as well, like for his own merit. Like this is a contract year for him, yeah, man, regardless of whether or not it's with the Red Wings or not. He wants to get paid and, you know, four points in nine games played, one only one of which being a goal isn't going to get it done. I mean, teams are going to look at the fact that he's in – injury prone i always hate that phrase because like injury prone is such a bs because you can't predict injuries now if it's a reoccurring injury that's one thing but like this has been he blocked shots off his wrist you can't that's not on him that's that's pure freak accident so teams are going to look at the fact that he's injury prone in quotes And the fact that his production took a dip after a career year last year, and they're going to go, okay, last year was a flash in the pan. So for his own sake, he's going to really want to turn it on. And for my sake, as a Red Wings fan, I hope he does. Because Tyler Bertuzzi, when he's on, is arguably the most exciting player on the roster. Because of what you said, Scotty, he does it all. He gets into the gritty areas. We we talked about this with Michael Rasmussen. Well, Michael Rasmussen was meshing so well at the Dylan Larkin line is because he was kind of a, a slightly varied version of what Tyler Bertuzzi brought to the line, where Bertuzzi's not afraid to get into the corners, win the puck battles, get that puck in front of the net, get in front of the net himself, battle, get the rebound, score goals, while also having decent hands and a decent shot. That's what Tyler Bertuzzi brings to the Red Wings lineup and playing on the line with Dylan Larkin, who's got a phenomenal shot and great playmaking abilities and great speed with Lucas Raymond, who's got great playmaking abilities great hockey IQ I mean that line complements each other very well and each of them brings their own unique thing to the table so if they three can get back together which it looks like based on the practice lines today on Monday they will this offense could absolutely see an uptick in goal score which is something the Red Wings desperately have needed you know since all, I mean, all season really, but most most <laughs> I was recently like, the week. I was last like, what date are you
1: going to pick here? Since, right. <laughs> since, since
0: night one, yeah. But then, of um, course, the roster depth after him is improved as well by that.
1: Right. We we've talked about that a lot, and just how. Uh, and not only when these dudes come back, does it immediately help whatever line they're on, but it subsequently helps all the lines below them just because that's how depth works. So that that's super nice. And <laughs> we're finally getting closer and closer to, like, the full team that we were really excited about going into the season that has barely been uh, on the ice together since the start of the season. Uh, so, so that's super nice. But, yeah, it just his style, uh, I mean, you know, I, I kind of touched on it before – his style of play uh, is, is definitely one that can lead to instant production, no matter who he's with. And it'll be nice to see him on the top line, assuming that that's what they what they do and where they put him. But uh, you know, if they want to do what they did last year and spread it around and put him down in, in lower lines and whatnot, like that's that's fine too, because that leads to more production on other lines.
0: So we can get the Guelph Storm line back together. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, but also silver lining to his production, I'm not going to call it issues. He's played nine games this season. So it's a little, it's it's way too soon to say he's had production issues. He didn't even have an opportunity to get hot uh, before he got injured both times. Uh, But in his nine games played, he has had an impact analytically on the ice, where if you go to the most basic advanced, advanced analytics, I don't like that term either. But if you go to the basic advanced analytic, which is the Corsi percentage, which is very basic, Um, it's a percentage of 55.5% at five on five and a relative of 6.7. So despite the fact that he's only got four points in nine games, when he was on the ice, the team was out shooting their opponents on a nightly basis. He does have a positive impact because that of exactly what you and I both just said at the start of the segment, because of the grit he brings to his shifts, the getting in the corners, the getting that puck out, getting in the net front presence. Sometimes he's not the one generating the points, but he is the one instigating the plays that, you know, result in goals. So getting him back from that aspect is just so big. And then, you know, we talk about the trickle down, Uh, trickle down hockey nomics as it is on the offensive side of things where now Bertuzzi's on the top line. So Rasmussen doesn't have to burden that anymore, although he played really well in his, in his stead, but now Rasmussen's on the second line uh, with cop and was it Perron? I have it up here. Uh, Coppin Bergen, by the way, which is great for him. Uh, now you have Valeno, Fabry, and Peron on your third line. Kubelik, Suter, and Sunquist on your fourth line. And Ernie as your healthy scratch. That is just great. I mean, you have guys who, Kubelik, who at the start of the season was super hot, has cooled off, but was playing top six minutes with the Red Wings, fourth line. You have Perron, who's played top six minutes, third line. Fabry, who's played top six minutes third line, Rasmussen, who's played top six minutes, second line. It's just everyone who's been given so much responsibility and actually at moments has played really well in those extra responsibility roles is pushed down in the lineup to play against the other team's third and fourth lines to presumably dominate those lines. I mean, that's just... As much as it stinks losing Soderblom, because Soderblom's deserved to play in these games, oh, that is... As with a team that's that's begging for goals to be scored, that is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, 100%. Also, side note, we can talk about this on a different day because I don't know if we're going to have time, but I was doing some digging today because I wanted to see how much better Sider had. I, there was some discourse going on on Twitter. It's really silly about Sider's regression this season. Um, Wolman and Sider as a pair have a expected or have a Corsi 4 percentage of like 64% at 5-on-5, five five, while he and Schrott had a pair or course C4 percentage is a pair of like 45. So chemistry matters, guys. Cider has been playing a lot better since he got paired up with Wolman. Fun fact Ronick and Schrott also have the best C 4 percentage together, that better than what he and Mata had. Right. So chemistry matters, and Hronic and Mata were great together. And granted, it's a lot less, it's a lot smaller of a sample size. Schrott and Hronick have plenty of time to fall off, but chemistry matters, it matters. And ever since they took Sherratt and Sider apart, Sider's been playing so much better. I'm not trying to say Sherratt is like an anchor because that would just be, that'd be bad. You can't, you can't say that. But their chemistry just did never mesh. And now he's playing with Walman and their chemistry is meshing. Just, it's so important. Look how much better Sider has been playing with Walman. Look how great Walman has been doing. Every single per- person Wallman's been paired with has looked great paired with Walman, too, which is also nice to see.
1: Yeah, man, Wallman's, I mean, very quickly, we kind of talked about it, what, last week? Uh, just how he's been, he, he might end up being one of the, the bigger storylines of the entire season at this rate.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, when you talk about storylines, at, at least of late, he and Bergen are For sure. one and two, absolutely. Sure. I mean, maybe Bergen's one and Wallman's two, but regardless, one and two, yeah. no matter what. I mean, that's just super fun. But I just want to throw that out there because there's all this discourse going on on Twitter right now. So happy to see Wolman Insider as Twitter does its thing. But when we come back, we'll do a game preview of the game between the Red Wings and the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Stay tuned. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Athletic Greens. Our next partner is a product you got to use literally every day. Start taking AG1. What's the matter, Scotty? Um, I can't stand you. with, With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, yeah, the Red Wings are going to play. the. I, I've, I've started this bad habit of just starting segments. Like, yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Red Wings will be playing the Winnipeg Jets tonight by the time you're listening to this at LCA. And uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Winnipeg Jets, very good hockey team this
1: they're
0: year. Good. Kyle Connor, very good. Connor Halabic, that's yeah, the they're candidate. On,
1: they're on a W5 right now heading oh, into this game. Fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if they've lost yet in – they, I mean, there's no way. They've lost yet in 2023. Um, no, yeah,
0: impossible. So, yeah. That's One fun. overtime loss.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's super so, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Really, I mean, the biggest thing that just like jumps off the page at you when you look at a stat sheet or whether you just like watch the games is their goaltending has been redonkulous. Like, I mean, (laughs) easily one of and like I don't say this lightly, one of if not the best goaltending situation, just like room as a whole. In the entire league, I think their first or second and save percentage as they come into this game as a team. Uh, I mean, and second or third and goals against, like that. I mean, yeah, it's unreal.
0: Yeah, I mean, his, Connor Helbock's save percentage is 9.28 on the season, and then Riddick, yeah. their backup, has got like 9.05. So right. I mean, even their backup is a league average save percentage, which is. Yeah. I, I hope we get Riddick, but even then, I'm just like, oh man, Connor Helbock is just out of his mind this year i'm trying to get his goal saved above expected up while we're talking here because last i checked he was like second or third in the league in that as well which would indicate that he's playing even better than his uh save percentage would indicate
1: they they give up so few goals as a team that they are 12th in the league in goals for a game just like goals scored a game but they are fifth in goal differential with a plus one on the season. <laughs> They're like a middle of the road offense, but have a top five goal differential because they just don't give up goals.
0: Connor Hellbuck's goal saved above expected is 21.91, which is second in the yeah. league. Which, like I said, indicates that he's playing even better than his 928 save percentage would right. indicate. I that's that's insane. And it's not just it's not all on him. He's a like, huge reason but it's not all on him oh my, by the way number one and goal saved above expected is elia sorkin still 26 on the dot not bad i mean he's he is pretty much the sole reason why the islanders are as good as Correct. they are but, yeah. uh connor hellbuck is helped out big time by the offensive production of kyle connor who has 49 points in 40 games played 20 goals and 29 assists pierre luke dubois 47 points in 40. Do you games remember play. that
1: whole saga? I,
0: I do. And I remember even in the offseason, people were talking about before his contract, he still had another year, I think, left. And they were like, he's going to the Canadians. He says he's gonna leave. And like people make people putting words in his mouth. It's like I wouldn't blame I don't blame him for wanting to leave Columbus either. I would too.
1: Yeah, that w- but, uh, <laughs> it's just it, it it's it's been a crazy last couple of years for Pierre-Luc Dubois. <laughs> and now that he's like in a situation that's like pretty solid and he doesn't seem to be, you know, upset about it anymore. He's performing. Like who yeah. would have, who would have thunk?
0: I mean, they're a deep offense. You know, John morrissey has been great. 46 points in 40 games played. Yeah. Mark Scheifele, 34 and 40. Blake Wheeler coming off a ruptured testicle. Uh, he's got 26 and 31. That he played through. That he played through, but he he came back the other night. That's when the news came out. Like he played through the ruptured yeah. testicle and then went on the IR. I mean, guys, like Scotty said, at even the strength of this team, I think is like 20th in the league there. They don't dominate you at even strength, but they're going to kill you on special teams. Which you've been bad at so far this year. Um, Oh, Hold on. I'm sorry. I think I may have misspoke. Let me just... I mean, they have a solid
1: power play. It's just like, guess what? They have a great penalty kill. You know why? Because they don't allow goals. (laughs) Like It just all goes back to like, they don't allow goals against. Like, they just don't.
0: Also, I didn't speak. I was right. They were 20 at 5-5. And
1: And, like, (laughs) none of like the the all the other metrics or whatever, they're, they're going to be, they have some good performers for sure. They're like relatively deep. They're going to have, you know, like solid, you know, not like seller dweller numbers, but like, they're going to have, you know, like solid ish numbers, middle of the pack offensive numbers, but it all just comes back to, that. you know, it's it's hard to to lose when you don't give up any goals and like they don't. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's it. They're really good. They're, they're, they're a terrible face off
1: team. They're one of the few teams in the league that are worse than you in the face off circle.
0: And the Red Wings have been better at face off in the face off dot these last few games. Right.
1: So. And like they've been better at five on five. And this mm-hmm. isn't a great five on five team. Like, but it all, it's not going to matter because this team can't finish either. Like, we have four goals in our last three games. And now we're going up against arguably the best goalie situation in the league. So, yeah, that- but we're getting
0: Tyler Rufusi back. So the depth is deeper. So
1: the depth is deeper. The depth is
0: deeper, top-tier analysis. (laughs) But also, at the same time, you know, something's got to give, right? The Red Wings, against the Devils and the Panthers, dominated the five-on-five play, according to Corsi. Fenwick expected goals four percentage, and just the shot percentage in general. Like You just look at the total number of shots. Red Wings dominated. Against Toronto, they had a really good first half of the game, and then the Toronto Maple Leafs became the Maple Leafs and dominated the second half. But something's got to give. The Red Wings are playing so well at five-on-five, they cannot continue to just score One goal a game, two goals a game. They're playing like a team, and we had this conversation. Not to say the Red Wings are like just like the Devils, but the Devils went through this problem early in the season too, where they were playing really well at five on five, but just weren't getting rewarded on the score sheet. Eventually, if the Red Wings keep doing what they're doing at five on five, something is gonna give, and hopefully, Tyler give against this goalie situation. I'm not saying it is, but I with with how they keep playing, something's gotta. Maybe Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be what makes it give. I don't know. But, you know, it's so rare that teams go into games, dominate 55 to 60% of the scoring chances, and then only score one goal. That just doesn't happen. So, you know, if they continue to do this at even strength, eventually they'll get rewarded. Now, the Olympic Jets, like you said, Scotty, would be a really hard team for that to happen against because of Connor Hellebuck. But... It's, it's got to happen eventually. That or the five-on-five five play just completely falls off again like it was earlier in the season. But then maybe then we'll get our special teams back. Who knows? Maybe. Did that sound a little petty?
1: All we have <laughs> in this world is hope, brother.
0: I mean, again, like, I at a night-in, a night-out basis, I always want this team to compete. I always want this team to win. I want them to beat the Winnipeg Jets. Reality, though, I recognize Winnipeg Jets are a much better team than the Detroit Red Wings. So, and the Red Wings are still a team taking a step forward and still in the process of a rebuild. So reality, I know that the chances of them winning are slim, but I still want them. I would love for this to be the the breakthrough game. breakthrough, breakthrough game. Just put up five on Connor Hellebuck. Not going to happen, but I want love it. Love it. Let's win some hockey games, Scotty. (laughs) Let's do it, bud. Why not? Red Wings and my men's league teams. Let's go. Come on. I agree. been bad man. We have been bad. I heard the defense on the men league team is kind of yeah. sus. Starts with the guy who wears number 2. He's a he's one <laughs> out there. Uh <laughs> He's got no flow either. It's weird. Is like a negative flow. <laughs> <laughs> um I that I I I said my piece man. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, let's see. Let me look up, pull up that over under real quick if it's up yet because we are recording this on six. Monday. It'll be six or six and a half. It always is because hockey is very predictable. Yeah, baseball is the same way. Well, I mean, when you have empty net goals, it's just, just they yeah. just give yourself that padding. Yeah, it's not up yet as of recording this. Oh, no, it is. It's six. Yep, it's six. I will <laughs> happily
1: take the under.
0: The under is the underdog in this situation, plus 104 That's odds. That's shocking to me. Six.
1: I might have to uh, take a look at that.
0: Honestly, I, I would take the under, too. I, that is shocking because Connor looks looks a brick wall. Unless they're expecting the – I mean, I guess it's fair to expect with how the Red Wings have been playing. They want to pick Jets to put up, like, five goals on you. But
1: I guess, but if we go
0: so too, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, so I would take the under as well. Under six is what we'll say. All right, Scotty. Uh, any final thoughts?
1: Um,
0: I took my hat off. That's how you know I'm done. Clearly, it's usually the indicator. I don't think so. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this. Yes. Month. Oh my God.
1: We. How about that? I, I know we're not locked on lions, word. but we all
0: give him a lifetime contract. Lifetime. I mean, he is the heartbeat of this team. I swear to God. Uh, we'll be back with a game recap tomorrow, and I know we promised to talk about what we didn't promise. But we thought about talking about Red Savage today, but then the news of Soderblom and Bertuzzi came out; was more pressing. We will get to Red Savage's World Junior per, uh, performance eventually. Same time, same place. But Your online, every day, fans have been wanting wanting that. I don't know if you saw that in the comments, but people have been asking you to say that more often. I only do it when there's an actual bet online ad. Well, did you say it yesterday? No, I forgot. Yeah, oh so you a hypocrite. That's what you Where the
1: game starts.